RowPaint.com, the official paint and coatings company of Boise State Athletics, is going all-in this season with an all-star lineup. First up, he led the Broncos to three conference championships and ten 20-win seasons. It's Coach Leon Rice. Next, he's the founder and CEO of RowPaint.com. He played a little basketball in high school on the driveway with his mom. It's Andy Rowe. Want to just paint my house? Now that I can do. When I want Boise State to win, I trust Coach Rice to lead the Broncos to victory. And when I want the best painting and garage floor coating, I trust RowPaint.com to get that job done right. Hey, Forrest here. Nothing like getting paid. And with ICCU's mobile app, I can deposit checks or accept Zelle payments so the money hits my account fast. I just wish there was an app for mowing the rest of these lawns. It's time for the Tyson Degenhardt Show with Boise State basketball star Tyson Degenhardt, sponsored by Idaho Central Credit Union. Find a branch near you or get more information at ICCU.com. Tyson Degenhardt with BJ Reigns for another edition of the Tyson Degenhardt Show on Bronco Nation News. Hey, how are we doing, Boise State fans? Welcome on in. It is another edition of the Tyson Degenhardt Show here at Bronco Nation News. Tyson, it's been a couple of weeks here. I think this is uh, episode eight. Hard to believe we're already on episode eight here, but uh, thanks to our good friends at Idaho Central Credit Union. You are here uh, once again. You're going to have some special guests tonight as well, but uh, how are we doing, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing good. Doing great. Glad to be back. Always enjoy uh, Tuesdays. Holly Cook chiming in. Time for my favorite show, the T-Daggy 13 show. Uh, Matthew says, uh, good evening, Tyson. Kareem the Dream says he's finally on time to watch the show. So uh, fans are chiming in. We'd love to hear from everybody. If you got a, any comments or questions for Tyson, we're going to get to our guests here in a little bit. But uh, yeah, man, we, uh, we're excited for tonight's show. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, we have some great guests. Uh, we figured that we spent a lot of time on basketball and we figured we'd branch out to a couple other sports and show them some love as they've been playing very well this fall. 
No doubt about it, man. What uh, before we before we do that and introduce our guests here in a couple of minutes? Uh, how how are practices going? Update us on things. I know we got the the fan scrimmage coming up on Saturday, three thirty inside Extra Mile Arena before the uh, football game. Uh, but uh, how, how's the team looking, man? The team's looking good. We've been we're through our first week of official practices, and it's nice to be able to get into a rhythm of practicing, you know, more consistently. And we've just seen some great growth in the last week, and we're hoping just to continue to get better each and every day as it leads up to Saturday. And then we have a couple of secret scrimmages throughout the month of October that we're getting really excited for. So the season's sneaking up on us as we speak, so I uh, can't complain. And I know I ask you this question every time, but over the last two weeks, who's a, who's a guy that's uh, been looking good lately, man? You know, the guy who, who's been looking good is Andrew, Andrew Meadow. I mean, like the kid for a freshman is mature beyond his years, and uh, I can't wait to see what kind of impact he's going to make. I thought you were going to say Keen, man. He's coming on. I figured you'd give him a little love. I will give Keen some love as well. Uh, he's been shooting the ball really good as of late and uh, playing some good defense. So uh, it's good to see him, uh, you know, showing some success and working to earn those minutes this year. What, uh, what what are going to be, uh, and, you know, I think we've talked about this before as well, but just as you're going through these practices here, what are you noticing as some of the strengths of the team are going to be, you think? Uh, I think one of the strengths is just how hard we play. Um, there's just this effort that is unmatched. I mean, we, we give it our all each and every day, and you can just tell on the court how much effort we can give. And um, it's just great to see that we have so much of an effort thing already this year, and we're just going to continue to get better and better. And then on offense, I think we really move the ball super well and very unselfish. And we're going to have, you know, eight or nine guys that can lead us in scoring each and every night. So I think it'll make us hard to guard. Now, James says fan scrimmage. So that means that the, the fans can show up and play against you guys then. Is that right? Uh, unfortunately, no. It's going to be a uh, scrimmage within, within the team. So we'll split up into blue and white teams and um, we'll scrimmage in front of you guys. I was going to say, could we find five fans that could give you guys a run for your money? But if we throw Matt Bowser out there, if Kobe Carl's around, if we get, uh, I don't know if Brian King can still shoot it, Abe Jackson, uh, those guys might run out. You know, conditioning might be a problem for some of those guys after, you know, for <laughs> Abe Jackson after a couple trips up the floor. But uh, we might be able to find five guys around town that could at least put up a competitive game. I'm sure you could find five alumni that would are in the area that could probably, you know, play, but it'd be fun. Yeah, well, we're looking forward to that on Saturday. Again, 3.30 will be the uh, fan scrimmage at Extra Mile Arena. It's free. It's uh, open to the public, and then you can uh, stay and watch the football game. And uh, next Saturday, you guys will finally get to play somebody else when you have the uh, the secret scrimmage against Cal. And then you've got a scrimmage against Weber State, I believe, coming up after that. Uh, Matthew Menhart has put me in. So, yeah, maybe that will be in the next NIL deal. We'll have to find five fans, and we can try to have a little scrimmage or something in the offseason. We'll see. Maybe, maybe that will be the softball game or something. We'll find – We'll have to find and something for that. Something. Yeah. All right. We're going to have our uh, first special guest joining us in just a minute. Uh, tell us what the goal was tonight, kind of mixing it up. We got three guests, kind of a rarity here, but uh, uh, talk about our guests and, and uh, maybe give a little quick bio before we bring our first guest on. Yeah. Um, as you know, the fall has been going on. You've seen a lot of hype about uh, volleyball and soccer as it's well-deserved. They've been playing very well. Um, soccer has only had one loss this year and that was at home to a very, very good BYU team. And then volleyball is starting to find their groove and it's three and one in uh, mountain West play. Um, so we're really excited to have, uh, two very good players from each of those teams, uh, on, on the show tonight. And then we have, uh, RJ Keen and following it up afterwards. So it's a very good mix and we're, we're very excited to have them on the show. 
Yeah, looking uh, looking forward to that. It's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, without further ado, Tyson, you can uh, introduce our our first guest. I know you've been you got the bio and everything there ready, but uh, you can introduce and uh, our first guest and we'll get this show rolling, man. Yeah, the first guest we have on is from the soccer team. She has eight goals on the year. Uh, playing very, very well. I'm pretty sure she's been Mountain West Offensive Player of the Week this w- this year so far, and uh, excited to have Carly Cross on the show. Carly, thank you for joining us tonight. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. So how's the season been going? I mean, you look at the record, and you only have the one loss. You know, how, how have things been going so far? They've been going great. Um, I'm super thankful and blessed for the team we have this year. Um, you know, it's just diff- a different vibe to us, and We've been doing so well, and I just hope that we keep it up and um, we continue to win throughout the season. So, yeah. Absolutely. It's always fun to see another team continue to win, uh, especially a Boise State team. Uh, what's, like, one reason you think that this team has had so much success this far in this season? Um, I think, obviously, like, our team, like, our bonds are just so good. We're all so close. Um, so I think that's a big factor um, that's led us to being – um, this good, you know, um, we're all so close and I think we just want to win for each other and we're all older now. Um, my class specifically, there's so many of us and we've all had a great impact on the team this year. Um, so I think that has a lot to do with it. Absolutely. There was how many of you guys did come in on that freshman class? Cause I know when I came in that a lot of you soccer players, it had to <laughs> been close to 10, right? Yeah. I think it was like 12, maybe 13. I can't remember, but there's a lot mm-hmm. of us and there's some transfers now even. So there's even more of us. What like with having such a veteran squad, what is that, you know, how does that increase the play of the younger people and how does that show lead them the way for when you guys are done playing and keep the Boise State soccer team continuing to go and keep playing well? Yeah, I mean, hopefully they they look up to us. Um, they can see how much we care and how much we care about them and their success. Um, so I think us just leading them throughout the next two years that we're here and them seeing what we're doing and us helping them out and being leaders is going to be a good thing for them whenever we leave. So, Absolutely. We do have a question from the comments from James. Uh, are you on the road? Uh, you said it looks like a hotel room. No, this is my room at home, actually. Um, we go on the road tomorrow, though. We play San Diego in New Mexico. So we leave tomorrow, but no, I'm not in a hotel room. <laughs> How exciting is it to be undefeated in Mountain West play and then have two great opponents this upcoming weekend? Um, it's actually unreal. You know, the last two years have been a little rough for us um but you know we've we've shown how hard we've been working and um i'm just so excited to play san diego especially because they're number one as well so it's going to be really interesting to see how that game goes and we're gonna you know bring as much juice as possible like we've been saying and hopefully we can get the the win on that on that day absolutely is there going to be a lot of fan support from parents i i I, you know looking up and down the roster there's a lot of california girls on the team i'm sure there's probably gonna be quite a few people there yeah, there's going to be plenty of parents there. Um, my parents are coming. They're bringing a few friends. Um, and then everyone, we're all from pretty much Orange County. So I think everyone's parents are going to come out for that game. So it's going to be like, honestly, the fans are going to be the same on the San Diego side and Boise State side. So Absolutely. How uh, how how good is Orange County soccer? Because it looks, you can look at any roster. And there's probably someone from Orange County or Southern California or California in general. Uh, what's that soccer scene like? Um, it's actually crazy. I mean, I I didn't grow up playing soccer really in Orange County. I was um, in Palm Springs. So coming from Palm Springs to Orange County was just so different. You know, everyone is good. Everyone, literally. So it's just really honestly insane to see that. And yeah, you're right. Like everyone from Orange County 
and that has played on ECNL team, which is Elite Clubs National League. Um, it's just a league out in Orange County. Actually, it's everywhere. Um, but most of those girls that play in Orange County um, go to play D1. So it's pretty insane. That's cool. We have a comment from Kareem. Uh, favorite goal this season against an opponent? Um, probably the one I scored um, on Thursday. Wait, no, on Sunday. Sorry. Um, against Colorado State. Um, I just shot it from pretty far, and I was kind of shocked, honestly, when it went in. So probably that one. Those are the best type of goals to score. It's just the ones that you don't think you're going to go in. You just throw it on net and just hope it's something that good happens, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, so that one was pretty good. So on on the show, we really like to get to know our guests. And, um, you know, we want to kind of go back in the past and kind of talk about your upbringing. So give us kind of, you know, how you, where you grew up, how siblings and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so um, originally I was born in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Not a lot of people know that about me. Um, I have two sisters. I'm the youngest of three girls. Um, so that's awesome to have their support. They actually live in Boise, so it's nice to have them here. Um, my parents right now are in Orange County. That's where I really grew up. I started fourth grade there. So ever since then, I was in Orange County. Um, but yeah, most of my family's from Texas. We're the only ones out in California. So um, yeah, but my parents' support has been insane. My sister's support. Um, they're just my rocks. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's always great to have you know, parents and, and siblings that have your support because it just means the world even when there's the ebbs and flows of the soccer season and basketball season for me, you know, yeah. just having them there as a support and just be there for you, the good and the bad is always super important. Yeah. Yeah, so awesome. talk, talk about the recruiting process. Like I don't necessarily know how like soccer recruiting works because it's just different for every sport. Um, who are some of the schools that were recruiting you and then how did you end up at Boise State? Um, so starting off, well, like whenever like our class was allowed to commit, it was like sophomore year, but the rules have changed. Um, but being on ECNL, you go to these showcases, they're like college showcases. And so pretty much schools from everywhere, whether they're D3 schools, D1 schools, they all come and watch your games and being on slammers. That was a pretty, a well college scouted, um, club to be on. So there'd be times when there'd be 60 college coaches on our sideline. Yeah. Just watching. Um, but yeah, mainly club was like how you get committed. Um, high school didn't really have anything to do with it. High school soccer was just for fun. Um, but yeah, for me personally, um, I was always really interested in Boise state since like eighth grade, not really sure why I just had a feeling about it. Um, so my coach was actually close with um, Max and Jim, shout out them. Um, and he kind of helped me get to Boise. Um, my first year on ECNL is when I committed. So I didn't really have many schools looking at me. Uh, I was talking to like Oklahoma for a little bit, um, other schools, but I wasn't really interested in any, anywhere else but Boise. So I told my coach that I was like, hey, I only really want to go to Boise. So really just focus on them. Um, and so, yeah, that's pretty much how um, I committed here. And Max was like the main guy who committed me um, and he was the best. So, yeah. Max is great. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, but in the weight room one day, he came up to me. He's like, I could take you in the post any day. Is oh, that I'm sure he said that. Yeah. Oh, he's <laughs> good. Yeah, he's cool. He's a cool guy. So uh, talk about your head coach, Jim Thomas. Um, what's it like playing for him? I, I've, I've had some interaction with him. His kids have been at our basketball camps and oh, yeah, just sure. seen him around. Uh, what, what's he like to play for? Jim's honestly like really fun to play for. Um, he expects a lot out of you and it's a good thing. 
um, yeah, he just wants you to be your best and he really cares about us. Um, he really cares about the culture of our team. And um, yeah, honestly, I've loved playing for him over the past few years, especially because he has an accent. <laughs> what, but, what country is he from? Uh, I think Wales. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, Wales. I think. Okay. Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, it's been great. Um, yeah. Do you have any good gym stories that you can tell in the air? <laughs> um, yeah, actually, I have one from the other day. Um, so, you know, like dunks, Nike dunks. Yeah. He's got a pair of those for travel. And he was explaining to me, he's like, it's really uncomfortable wearing them because I don't have like socks. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, I don't have short socks. And I was like, so like, do you just like not wear any socks? He's like, yeah, no, I don't wear socks. I just go barefoot. <laughs> like he just doesn't wear any socks with his shoes. And I thought that was so funny um to hear because i just was not expecting that like whenever we travel and you can't see his socks he just literally has no socks on so that was oh, one funny story i can think of well i, I thought i thought you were gonna say he was gonna wear like high soccer socks like with with his dunks that would that would have been quite a look yeah no he wears nothing <laughs> so uh as we kind of wrap this up um we we i asked my my guests every every show um it is a question that i feel like you really get to know um, our guests and kind of get the fans to know you. So the signature question is like, who in your life has made the biggest impact on you besides your close friend, close family and friends? Um, probably. Oh God. Can I say my sister, my oldest sister? You can go ahead and say that. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, she's like the first person that pops into my head. Um, she's very religious and, um, just has kind of gotten me through a lot of things and is the reason I'm honestly still playing soccer to this day. Um, so yeah, probably Bailey, shout out Bailey. <laughs> and obviously there's a lot of other people, but yeah, that's specifically the one I can think of. Well, thank you Bailey for having Carly on the, on the soccer team because you've been having a great year. Um, as we kind of transition, just want to say thank you Carly for joining the show. Uh, hope our fans enjoyed getting to know you a little bit and, uh, <laughs> We're excited to have Paige on the show now. Paige, how are you doing? Thank I'm you good. How are you, Tyson? I'm good. Uh, what? How's the season been going? I mean, obviously, you know, you guys have played a lot better as of, you know, conference play. You know, how, how's the season been going? Um, we were off to a little bit of a rough start. We had two of our starting outsides um, go down with injuries. So we've had some new people have to step up and, we had to adjust to that a little bit, but after we got used to that, we got, we had saw a lot more success. So we're doing better now. Yeah. You guys have uh, two home games this weekend. Again, who are they against? Let, let the fans. Uh, Fresno State in Nevada. There you go. Uh, yeah. Please support the, the volleyball team Thursday and Saturday. I will be there Saturday. I'm excited to go. I haven't been to one this year. And uh, from what I've seen, the fans have been incredible. Um, what's the, what's Bronco gym been like this year? It's been insane. I don't know. The crowd is just, we've sold out. I think almost all of our games so far, um, with having the band in there too, it's just an awesome environment to play in. I have so much fun and the crowd's really down on us. So it gets really loud. I can't, I can't imagine having to play in there as an opponent. There's definitely a home court advantage there this year, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's good. Uh, what kind of like have you gone through in the first two years of your career? I mean, obviously you've been very successful, but um, 
you've had a lot of success this year. Is there anything that you've learned over the, your first two years that has really attributed to your success this year? Um, I think just having some versatility. I had to change positions this year already with those injuries. So, um, but that's not the first time I've done that. So <laughs> my freshman year, I went from middle to right side. So having that experience and then um, taking on more of a leadership role, I kind of have been following like what my previous teammates did and trying to do some things that they do to kind of be a better leader for my team. Absolutely. Jordan's asking, uh, when are we going to have a match on the blue? And I'm sure he's referencing to the Nebraska volleyball team selling out their stadium. Uh, would you enjoy playing on the blue? I would. I think it would be really interesting having like no ceiling that I feel like with the um, depth perception, that would be really crazy. But I think that would be an awesome, awesome experience and environment to play in. You think we could sell it out? I always believe in Bronco Nation. <laughs> Absolutely, I agree. I think we could. We have a great athletic director, great support, and I'm I'm sure we can make something happen about that. Yep. So obviously, with the injuries, your team's kind of shifting. How has the team dynamic been? You know, with everyone. I know it's uh, you get into conference play, things get a little tense. You know, how's the team dynamic been through all of it? I think it's been awesome. Honestly, the best I've seen since I played here. Um, the freshmen did a great job of coming in and really owning their roles and uh, just working really hard every day. I think everybody has a common goal this year and um, are willing to support each other. And we, I think we have a great bond as a team. That's, that's always great to hear. Just, you know, Carly talked about having how close their team was. You talk about it and we talk about it as well. For my team, just being so close always helps because you know, if you love the people that you play with, you're willing to do anything on the court for them. And I'm sure that's the way it's been for you. Exactly. It's, I think it's really probably one of the most important parts of the team and really makes or breaks their success. So now that you're like an upperclassman, you mentioned leadership earlier. How, how do you lead? Are you more of a vocal leader, lead by example, uh, a mix of the two? Where are you kind of at there? I think uh, anybody that knows me personally knows I'm a very loud person. So um, I definitely lead vocally, but I also have been trying to lead by example. Um, I've been trying to do that a little bit more this year as just holding people to a higher standard. Um, but yeah, I, I try to hold myself at that high standard also and lead, lead with that. Absolutely. So there was a stat that came out today uh, you're nationally ranked like top three in uh, five categories from this past week. Points, points per set, kills per set, service aces, and service aces per set. Uh, to be like recognized nationally at that big of a stage, what does that mean to you? And to, I mean, what does that mean to you? I, it's awesome. That was an awesome honor. Um, each week I, when they post those things, I am always surprised that I'm still up there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really look at the stats too much. My coach tries to tell me not to look at the stats because they frustrate me. So I try not to look at them too much. And so I'm always pleasantly surprised when, when I uh, see that, but it's, it's awesome. It doesn't really feel real to me to think that I'm playing up there with all those great players. So we do have a comment from James. Uh, it says, what's the hardest to get an ACE, a kill or a block? For me, um, a block seems to be the hardest. <laughs> I just have a really hard time getting them, but um, I think kills are the most fun. And then aces are kind of a little bit of luck and a little bit of skill, in my opinion. 
but I would I, say a block. I figured you'd say ace because you're so tall with the like your long arms being able to block. Like I figured that one would be, you know, not your answer. Like I know <laughs> ace is hard because you, know, you have three three in the back line there with the libero and everything. And um, I don't know. Is that true? Like I figured I think it is more... true. I just really struggle personally with blocking. I don't know. Okay. It's something I'm always having to work on. My 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 blocks statistically are not not so high right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's it like to play for Coach Garris? You know, I've had some interaction with him um, throughout my time here. Like, what's he like to play for? It's awesome. I honestly, I think he's the, my favorite coach that I've ever played for. Um, I have a lot of respect for him. And we kind of, we, I think we have a very similar humor level. So he always knows how to make me laugh and we're kind of joking around a lot, but um, he knows when to be serious and um, he holds me to a higher standard and knows when to let me know what I need to be doing better. Um, he really knows how to read me as a player, which I appreciate because sometimes coaches have a difficult time doing that, but he's, he's been awesome. Definitely probably my favorite coach that I've ever played for, but he's a very quiet guy, but he's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any good uh, coach Garris stories that you can share on the air? Um, let me think here. I'm trying to think like today at practice, he, we were call we were doing some passing drills and just calling mine. And he had us start saying mine, like the, the seagulls in the little mermaid movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. He just likes to have a good time at practice, and we like to kind of make fun of him, keep things light a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, want to ask you about your recruitment because um, everyone's recruiting story is different. You know, how did you end up at Boise State, and kind of talk about how uh, volleyball recruiting works because I don't know if everyone necessarily knows how that all works. Um, for me, I think I had a little bit of a different story being from Montana. Um, it's just not a huge honestly, sports in general, not a lot of kids make it out of Montana for sports. But um, also when I was getting recruited, the NCAA had different rules. So coaches could contact you at any time. There wasn't a restriction before junior year. So when I was getting recruited, it was about freshman to sophomore year. I committed Christmas break of my sophomore year. Um, but for me, I started getting attention from the Montana schools pretty early on. I went to a lot of their camps just because I liked playing volleyball. And then they kind of saw me. Um, and so that's when I was like, oh, okay. I, I realized I could play some college volleyball. So I started taking volleyball a little more seriously. Um, as you know, I played like basketball and other sports all growing up. So I was, that's when I started to transition to really focus more on volleyball. I mean, I still played those sports, but volleyball was my main focus. And um, started putting together some highlight reels, trying to get on better teams. And uh, then from there, I sent some film to Coach Garris, and I just lucked out. And I really love the campus and the coaching staff, so I committed. Absolutely. Uh, Kareem asked the question, men's, bas men's basketball versus women's volleyball, volleyball match. Uh, how do you think that would go? It's always hard to when people ask me this because um, men's volleyball and women's volleyball is so different, especially with net height. Then uh, men can always jump a little bit higher and put a little more bounce on the ball. So it would depend. But I kind of I still have hope in the women's volleyball team because I don't. I've seen some of you. I've seen some of your players play some volleyball, and it's a little rough. <laughs> yeah, I, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, obviously, we're 
athletic, but coming down to like being able to, you know, pass the ball and set and all that stuff, or we would be awful. Yeah. <laughs> I think you could get put, you know, yourself or someone serving at us and we probably couldn't return it. Yeah. Probably or if not. we, or if we, you know, don't get a block up, you know, we're screwed because we're not going to be able to <laughs> dig it out. We're too tall. Exactly. We don't have any people on our team that are libero height. Exactly. You don't. And not many people on your team could move that low. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a little too low for some of our guys. Uh, we've seen, um, you know, some of your NIL deals, obviously with Lithia Ford. Uh, what's it been like going through the NIL space as it's become more popular over the last two and a half years? Um, for me, it's been really interesting. I feel like I haven't really utilized it as much. I've shown we have obviously Mike Walsh in our athletic department helping us kind of navigate NIL. Um, and I just kind of expressed to him that I have interest if a company wanted to do a deal with me, but I haven't really reached out to companies. But for me, I have a, I'm partnered with Lithia Ford here in Boise and I've been super fortunate and they gave me a Ford Bronco Sport to be driving around while I'm here. Um, which I'm very thankful for, but that that kind of fell in my lap a little bit, as I like to describe it, because uh, Mike called me up one day and just said that they were interested in me and wanted a female athlete. So, and then I went in for an interview, and they liked me apparently. So it worked out. Is it kind of fun driving around a Bronco, being a Boise State Bronco? Yeah, definitely. And my friends and I got kind of joke about it sometimes that little saying that's like Broncos let's ride. And then when we get in my car, I say it to them sometimes. So it's always kind of fun, but that's, have, that's, I, I really enjoy my car. Yeah. That's good. That's, that's always good. So as we kind of wrap this up, uh, I don't know if you heard, but I always do a signature question. I asked Carly it earlier. I'm going to ask you now who in your life has made the biggest impact on you besides your close family and friends. Um, I would honestly probably say coach has just because when I came to college, I had a hard time with homesickness and um, it was just very new for me, but he helped me kind of recognize like my skill and grow as a person and as a volleyball player and kind of find my confidence. And he's always just been a great role model for me to have and helps me kind of get through some stuff. That's very cool. I know how much you love Montana. I'm sure that was a big change for you. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, Paige, just want to thank you for being on the show. Um, if you're in Boise this week, to Thursday at 7 and then Saturday at noon yep. for games. Yep. All right. Yep. And then if you're here, go support the Broncos. Uh, they're having a great year so far. Um, want to see them win the Mountain West. So best of luck, Paige. Thank you for joining the show. Thank you. And now we have a very special guest. Um, I don't know how I want to phrase this, but my team, my baseball team helped your baseball team get a very good seed. And uh, this is RJ Keen. He's probably one of my best friends on the team. Uh, he's from Houston. He's an Astros fan. And I do have a question from you from Jay Tust. He texted me earlier. He said, how does it feel for RJ that the biggest win of the Astros season was by the Mariners in game 162? I mean, Jay Tuss does a lot of talking on Twitter. <laughs> and I mean, they choked against us the last series. Y'all choked against us, clearly. And I just want to say Jay Tuss does a lot of Twitter talking. His thumbs are a little big. His biceps are a little big. 
all that roid rage got to him and the Astros ended up pulling it through. They did. Uh, obviously, you'll probably watch a little bit of the, the Twins Blue Jays. Who would you rather play in the second round? Ooh, see, I want to play the Blue Jays because George Springer back to Houston. We had a little rivalry, but I want to play the Twins. Twins, postseason, you know, there was their first win in what, like 18 years or whatever it is. Give me the Twins. Uh, we have a question in the comments. Matt, uh, will I see you at Chick-fil-A tomorrow? Um, you'll see me at Chick-fil-A every day. Matt, you will. Um, I'm the best customer of all time. Like, I'm, I'm the OG greatest customer ever. I, I can confirm he's like, what are you, a signature member? Oh, I, I was Latin. a signature member. It took me one month to be a signature <laughs> member. And the, as the Chick-fil-A workers, they're starting to know me by name now. I was in the drive-thru and just like the common employee already knows my order. She laughs at me if I order extra. And I was like, it's, I promise it's not all for me. This spicy chicken sandwich is for my girlfriend. This is not all for me. And they're like, all right, all right. What? So if you're talking uh, baseball here, who's the team in the NL that you want to you know, see in the World Series? The Miami Marlins. Why? They suck. <laughs> they should they should not be in the playoffs. Did you watch that game at all by chance? No. I, I saw the Phils were up at least 3-0 in the fifth. Yeah, I think it's 4-0 now, I want to say. Alec Baum raking against them. Their eight-hole hitters raking. Like, give me the Marlins. I I'm, unfortunately don't think that's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll probably play the Braves, Dodgers. The good thing is either the Braves, Dodgers – well, we have to make it there first. It's Braves, Dodgers, or Phillies. It'll all be a rematch. Yeah. And we want the bang on trash cans again against the Dodgers. How many times? You only played the Dodgers once in the in the World Series, right? In 17? Correct. The Astros only played them once. I was going to wear an Astros jersey, but I had to represent the Jared Sobranski. Number five. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Kareem asked if we're roommates. Uh, we were roommates. Our freshman year, but we do not live together. We do spend a lot of time together playing video games, watching sports, all of the above, right? Oh, correct. I mean, me and him, we're like, yeah, we see each other too much to be roommates. We'd get sick of each other then. It yeah. kind of works out better that we're kind of far away from each other. Exactly. I agree. Uh, Jordan asks, who's getting the first dunk this Saturday in the scrimmage? Um, Omar? Like that, that would he has to be the too. heavy favorite. He just he gets up so easily and he just makes it look so easy. I'm like, I wish I could jump like that. Right? I mean, it's like man, if we had that wingspan, whoo, if we had his bounce, geez, it'd be a whole different story for me. Uh Jacob saw you do a three sixty dunk at at San Jose and missed. Um, will you be making one in warm ups on Saturday? Depends on how the legs are feeling. I will try to attempt maybe one, but I'm notoriously known for missing all of them. All right. Uh, last question from the comments right now, but keep filing in uh, your comments. We love hearing your questions. Uh, James asks, do you have a Chick-fil-A NIL deal? Um, no, I need to talk to the guys, and I hope they can hook it up, talk to corporate, and get, get me hooked up. Because, I mean, I have all the rewards. I basically don't need an NIL deal because of my rewards. But I have like 8,000 points still need to be used, which is, for my Chick-fil-A people, that's about like seven meals for free. 
That's good. So as you see on the screen, we have your uh, putback dunk from Canada in the last game. Um, talk us through like what it was like to play in Canada, because for the people that don't know, you came here, you redshirted your freshman year, and then you tore your labrum in your shoulder your sophomore year. Uh, what was it like to get out on the court again? Um, you know, after two years of an absence. I mean, I was extremely excited to get back on the court. I mean, I've been waiting two plus years to get on the court and watching for the last two years, you just get kind of like hungry and just want to get a little antsy, not really nervous, just more anxious. Like, Oh, I want to do this so bad. And I wasn't really trying to like impress anyone. I had my mom in the crowd and she gave me all the comfort in the world. And I am in a really great system to the point where I have all the confidence in the world and I can do plays like that. Absolutely. Uh, what did you learn from those two years of absence? Like whether it's basketball related or life related, like, What's something that you really learned that you're going to take for you, uh, take, you know, into the future? Well, I mean, when you sit on the sideline, you can kind of have that perspective, observe everything going on, and you get a whole different lens than playing. And just watching from all the leadership of players we had, we had a lot of old players on the first team. And then we actually kind of had a different team last year compared to our Mountain West Championship team. And it was two different years, and it just – the, like just watching the speed of play and everything, it just it's just easier playing now, just having two years under your belt. Absolutely. Uh, Dom says, uh, RJ, take Tyson in the post. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen, unfortunately, Dom. Sorry, Dom. Me and Tyson play two separate positions, and I don't think Durie is going to run a play where they're posting me up on Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> maybe if you like throw, like, I don't know, no offense to Vance, but if they had Vance, I maybe post him up a little bit. Sorry, Vince. If you're watching, we apologize. Um, rip. We could do that. Uh, so on on the show, we want to get to know you a little bit better. Um, so talk a little bit about your upbringing. Um, I know most people don't know, but you're from St. Louis, end up moving to Texas. Talk a little bit about uh, how you ended up getting to Boise as well. Correct. I know the BNN viewers know me quite well after my interviews, but I was born in St. Louis, lived there for 10 years, I think, and moved down to Texas. When I was 10, that's when my memory started kicking in, and I became a diehard Houston sports fan, a little bit of the Cardinals because of my grandfather. Uh, basically, everything sort of went up from there. I ended up in Boise a couple years ago, probably the oldest freshman in the country this year. And, yeah, that's my my background. Holly asks, what's the difference between – what's the biggest difference between Texas and Boise? Um, definitely the food. Um, Texas, you have literally everything, and Boise starting to sprout. Um, I got told the other day we're getting at Canes, and that is pretty great news. And even though I'm more of a Zaxby's person, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I am. I think it's just the food. I think everything else, they kind of have really similarities in big city-wise, as in like Boise is a little big city, and I think it's very similar. Yeah. The one thing I always notice when I went down to Houston is the humidity. That's oh, yeah. definitely the big one for me, like – just came down there. I could sit outside and start sweating in like a minute. And it, it, that just doesn't happen up here in Boise. Yeah. You came to my home before. Is there any similarities and differences? Uh, I agree. I think, you know, Boise's starting to grow a lot more. Um, and the, definitely the food down in Texas is better. Uh, I would like to go to Torchy's tacos again. Boom. That is, so that good. was, that was very good. That yeah, was, I kind of spoiled you on the food down there and you got the whole, you experienced a lot of good stuff. You got the whole Texas experience. So, uh, if you guys have comments and questions, please feel free. We'll, we'll get to a bunch of them. Uh, 
We do have a question in the comments. RJ, what are your goals with basketball after college? Oh, my goal is to ride as far as I can. I mean, technically, I still have four more years left in college, so who knows what can happen there. I mean, I did not expect to tear my labrum last year and sit out, so you never know where life can take you. And right now, my main focus is Boise State. And, I mean, everyone has dreams and aspirations, but I, I do would like to go play pro. But right now, my main focus is Boise State men's basketball. So it's kind of hard to see through the future. when you. Want. I just want to stay present in the moment because uh, – I like to cherish every little moment I can, and I don't want to lose it. Absolutely. Uh, talk a little bit about your recruiting. Um, so if you look back, you got recruited by some very uh, big schools in the, in the Big 12 and all that kind of stuff, Big 10. Uh, talk a little bit about your recruiting process. Yeah, I saw an interesting recruiting process. As you know, our class got hit with COVID, even though you committed before COVID. Um, it was very interesting for me because I was getting recruited by, I mean, a lot of big-time schools until COVID hit, and then the big-time schools when you watch me in person. But then I'm glad they didn't because I love it here. And I ended up getting around 30 offers, and then I cut in my recruitment a little kind of early. And then as many as BJ knows, I was the first high school athlete to be on TMZ when I committed. I committed with a mask. I know, a mask. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it worked out pretty well. Helped to my guy at KPRC. He made it kind of go mega viral, and it was pretty cool. I remember when you were texting me that you were going to commit. I didn't realize you were going to do it with masks and how viral it went. Uh, whose yes. idea was that? It was the newscaster's idea, Ari Alexander. I'll give him all the credit in the world. It helped him like a lot, and we made every big news page in the world. And it was kind of cool because it was like me, then Kim Kardashian on the TMZ. I don't know. It's kind of <laughs> cool, I guess. I mean, me and Kim K. Yeah, that is cool. Uh, Holly asks, which of the new guys is impressing you the most so far in practice? Um, I think Andrew Meadow is the way he's just this calm demeanor. And he's showcasing that he can shoot the ball and he can play with anyone. Absolutely. That's what I said earlier. And then BJ asked about you and I, I said you've been playing well as well. Uh, talk about your like increasing confidence because I can see it. You know, Your confidence is continuing to grow as you – continue to get more and more comfortable with playing uh what's been the biggest you know reason for that i think canada helped my confidence a ton i mean going into canada i really had no expectation in myself i knew i could hoop i didn't know like how it would happen and i think just that helped a ton and then it kind of rolled over i mean i've always had confidence it's my personality on and off the court and it kind of just trickles in on the basketball and i love playing basketball i love competing i mean it's so fun at the end of practice when we get to play against everyone. And I just enjoy that so much and kind of brings out the best of me. Absolutely. So I know a lot of people or no one got to watch us in Canada. Uh, what can they expect from RJ Keen this year? Give him a little preview. Who, uh, what they can expect is a dude that plays like really hard. That will do all the dirty work that will hit the shot, knock him down when the wide open, do the contested into the shot clock Maybe have a dunk every now and then and make the flashy play. Just have fun. Make sure I'm out there with a smile on my face, playing hard, and just enjoying the game of basketball. Absolutely. And I think people don't realize you had the steal on Andrew Meadows' lob from Chris. Remember yeah. that in the first game? Yeah, I do remember because my knee was bruised for a couple of days. <laughs> but that's the kind of player that – that's kind of the play that resonates with me is like you're, you're going to – dive on the floor, make a play. And even if you don't get the credit, you, you know, you still play hard and continue to yeah. do all the little things for our team. I mean, you know, you're the one of the most selfless players ever. And, you know, team, 
is way better than individual success. And absolutely, best for the team is best for us. What was it like? Like, I know obviously we're on the same team that won the Mountain West, but uh, just talk about your experience with that team and and what you know being a part of that is going to bring to your game and help the team this year. I mean, just watching Abu's leadership that year, watching Mulatin's calm and just like getting the job done, and Shaver's like that, like literally is overall like everything. I mean, it was awesome. I mean, that team was so special, and I wouldn't change the red shirting for the world because that was like really close. Like, th- what's awesome to me is that this group is closer than that group, and many people don't know is that group was so close, and this group is can be really special too. Absolutely. Like, when did you realize that this group this year was going to be such a special group? Because I know my answer. I wonder what I wonder what yours is as well. I remember we had our first conditioning and everyone was dead. Like I was lightheaded. I was just on a bench lightheaded. And then we went to bacon and we just realized that we're all alike and we're all similar. We all the same goals. We all want to win. I hope was it bacon yours. Yeah, that was mine. Uh, just being in that back room uh, and just talking about, you know, things other than basketball that we could bond on. And I think that's the most important thing. Like a lot of us are sports junkies and enjoy being outside playing golf or, you know, enjoy just being around each other. And we enjoy a lot of the same activities. Um, that was kind of the moment where, like, man, this team could be really special. And, and then it just continued to build off of it. So yeah just like laughing with everyone that was like one of the best times ever that was one of the coolest breakfasts we had oh absolutely uh bj said he found your mass commitment video so we're gonna play it here really quick Uh uh-oh committed all right mask up and show us where you're going who came up with the idea boise state university i hear jay tess in the background to reveal your commitment Uh, that's that's cool it's, it, it's funny to see how young you look in that video oh yeah so we made sure to do that commitment on the date that there was no sports game so that means the media had to cover something and they ended up covering that like i remember i stayed up at nike sports center we got word they tipped off that but in reality the sports center they, they didn't touch it at all they just put out an article on twitter so Kareem asks, who's the biggest social media influencer on the team? Because he's seen you and Sam on TikTok and Instagram Reels. Well, the biggest social media influencer we all know is my roommate, Mr. Sam Winter. He grinds. He puts he puts in some work, and he's finessed the algorithm, and he has surpassed a good following, and he pumps great content. Expect to see a new dance video with me, Sam, coming soon. Uh, your brother's in the comments. Um we need to get him out of the comments. BJ Bannon, please. Like, we got to like ban someone at town. Have you broken 100 yet in golf? <laughs> Why would you ask that question? You're my golf partner. That should be like, you should back me up and say he breaks 100 <laughs> every night. Like, consistency. Like, yeah, we don't, I don't remember the last time I shot over 100. Yeah. And if we shoot over, like, yeah, we're not shooting over how he, like, Get out of the comment section, please. Like, my last round of golf, I played so bad, and I shot, like, a 95. Like, and I felt like I was playing awful. And I remember, like, when I started playing golf back when COVID, like, really got going, like, I would be so happy to shoot under 100. And it's like, now you don't really have to worry about it. Yeah, if I got to bring up something, how he did shoot probably 100 in his last match play tournament. So Against you? No, no, no. Me and my dad and brother do a golf tournament every year, and how he always ends up in third. 
somehow, and he's a high school golfer. Is he still doing high school golf this year? Yeah, he had a match play tournament two days ago, or I think yesterday, actually, for his high school. He's the fifth alternate, I think. I don't know. But apparently he played well in two and two. That's not bad. He lost uh, to Wills out towards his school. Okay. Um, Melinda says, love the excitement both of us bring uh, to the team. Love the passion. Keep it up. James asks, being a comedian, who on the team would give you the m- most competition in a comedy c- competition? It's not me. We have some, we, I know. We have some funny dudes on the squad. Oh. Dude, this is tough. you have any ideas? I'm like going around the locker room trying to think. I think Kate and Roddy and 12 are all up there. Yeah, those three. I mean, those, those three, three are, are yeah, very those, funny. Yeah, those three they're, definitely up there. Both, they all, all of you guys have the outgoing personality and just enjoy to you know, talk with each other and always have good jokes to go around. So that was my thought. Yeah, we all have pretty, pretty good humor. Uh, Holly asks for both of us, what kind of culture do your coaches create at Boise State? I'll let you start with that one and I'll add on to it. Oh, I think it starts with literally every coach we have because they all have the same goals. And I mean, Durie and Burns have that culture of where they're old school, but like to have a good time. And they realize they like to live in the moment too and understand that basketball is a blessing and not everyone can coach and do it. And those two dudes and Leon, they all like to like, we have a pretty fun coaching group, I would say. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think we just have a, coaching group that's so uh, knowledgeable and just has been through so much that they know they've been through basically every basketball situation you could ever think of. And to have all that experience on one staff is just incredible. And um, I like the way that we have coaches focus on certain things and like with Burns on defense, Dury on offense, Leon kind of runs the show overall. And then you have uh, Red with rebounding and Lex, Lex and Berta with player development and stuff yeah. like that. And Larry's there for his wisdom. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, you can't. Even though Burns looks like Brian Dable, he's still a good coach. <laughs> I don't disagree with that. But we did get a good win against the Giants yesterday, so we can't complain. But back to that, like, you know, it all starts with having a coach that believes in all of us and understands what we go through and has been able to adapt to the new era of college basketball with NIL and all this different things and the transfer portal and all that. And just being able to adapt to that and create the best team possible year in and year out has always been great. Yeah. It's pretty cool when your coach was on Ox today and just dancing. I think you don't see a lot of coaches doing that, even though he's probably about to break like what was dirty, like 85, 86 ish. Burns might be 87. Yeah. Burns looks like, yeah. Burns. Yeah. I also think like uh, another thing for me that always is very important is like we're able to have relationships with our coaches that are not all basketball related. Like um, we can go out and play golf and um, have fun and talk about sports and just be sports junkies and just enjoy each other's company without having to, you know, solely focus on basketball. I'm sure you feel the same way. Yeah, I think a cool little story on that is when it was me and you in the coach's room after a game at Canada, 
and every coach did the immaculate grid with us and they were throwing out names from oh, like yeah. 1960. That was pretty cool. Like not, not all coaches do that. Like we have a rare, we have a rare deal going and we got it. Like it's very unique and cool. Absolutely. Uh, looks like BJ has some footage from our rafting trip. So we'll get some audio on that. But uh, did you enjoy the rafting trip in Canada? Okay. Here's my take on that. I I had a great time, but dang, did like that last stretch take forever? Oh, it definitely took forever. Like I don't. But we, like, we also got like we didn't get stuck. We just were like too far behind the front group and too far ahead of the back group, so we had to like wait. But we had to like I think I had a great time, and I know it was like a little six hour deal, and it, I had a blast. I wouldn't change it for the world. Actually, it was a great time. The stew crew that was oh yeah legendary. We got to um, jump off a um, cliff. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, but I think I just did. It's it's in our video on on the Instagram. And the Max teams almost. Um, Oof, that was bad. His that foot was. almost got. Yeah, yeah. We won't talk about that because I don't we want won't. that place getting a lawsuit. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, but big old big old teams almost. We had a little RIP incident, Canada. Oh, he was good though. It scared me, chilling. but I'm, I'm glad he's still here. So. Yeah, um, Bronco 130 has a question for you. What do you like better, hitting a heavily guarded three with time running out or throwing down a contested dunk? Oh, my gosh. I mean, the best feeling in the world is throwing down a contested dunk. I've only got to feel it like twice. And I think a heavily guarded three happens at least once every couple practices for me. As Tyson a couple days ago. Um, And then um, <laughs> the dunk's definitely more rare for me. So I would take that. You did hit that one through. I was very mad at you. It's one second on the shot clock. We had a great possession on defense, and then Burns starts yelling at me for giving up a three with one second left on the shot clock. Yeah, Burns was on my head today about everything, I felt like, but it's fun. Give us your best Mike Burns story for the people because everyone has one. Um, When I thought I had a concussion, I think I did have a concussion because I was light. Um, After all, Two years ago, we were in um, Myrtle Beach. No, was it? You're in no, Charleston. 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 After we won against Ole Miss, Mike Burns ran up to me and gave me the hardest headbutt <laughs> ever. And I remember my eyes just got all black and everything. And I knew I had a concussion. Like, I knew for sure. Like, it was the first time I saw stars. And I'm like, I'm never doing that again. So then we started developing our firm handshake, and now it's lasting two years. Yeah, because I started doing the firm handshake as well. Yeah, we lo no longer do the headbutt because I don't think that would be a, like that would be yeah, it'd be bad news for me. If Burns was in a headbutting competition, he would win a gold medal. I yeah, I'd wholeheartedly be like, agree with that. I'd have CTE. We don't need you to have that. Um, James has a question. It says, "Can we get Coach Rice to do something crazy again? Like he went across the Boise River, or rode a horse on campus. Um, did you ever see the videos of that?" Yeah, I saw he walked with – was it Rothstein? I, I don't know who he did. It, it was with, like ESPN. It was ESPN. Yeah, it was when they play. yeah, when they used to be on ESPN. Yeah, when he walked across the Boys River. Yeah, Leon needs to start stepping that up and getting a little, get a little something unique of creativity in there. I mean, is he, I, mean I don't know what the comment section's saying. Like, they need some. I want to uh, – like, my dream would be is to float Table Rock in the winter. Not – no, float the Boise River in the winter. I think that would be awesome. Because he says um, maybe he could paraglide off Table Rock or something like that. Do you think that ever could yeah, happen? Yeah, and then 
and then Mike Burns and Tim Dury are interim coaches. We do not need him paraglowing off Table Rock. That's the yeah. worst case scenario. Yeah, I think that's a little, little far. Uh, your roommate Sam asks, Ooh. "What's your favorite late night dessert?" So me and Sam are notorious to when we have nothing going on. We always have to have a dessert. Like yesterday, when I went to Albertsons, I grabbed some donuts for Sam, and sometimes we go get ice cream sandwich. We've been settling blue cow recently, and it's not as subtle because it's so good. And that takes the cake. It's blue cow, frozen yogurt. You can get all the – I get all the fruit flavors, add some Oreos in it, and I think that's the best spot. I, I love blue cow. Brooke, Brooke showed me it. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember when, but it's just a great frozen yogurt spot, not too far from the houses. So, big fan. Uh, Jordan says, need to raffle off Leon's landing pregame. Like I said, we do not need Leon doing anything in heights. I, he has good athleticism, but like I said, Mike Burns and Tim Dury don't need to be our interim head coaches. Uh, Leon also has, I believe, two replaced hips, so we do not need him trying to land, I don't think. I think we need to just keep him on the ground. Uh, Jacob asks, when did Max Rice develop the turnaround hook shot from about 12 feet? I mean, he did a sky hook on me at practice today. I was, I was going to bring that up, but you already brought it up. elbow. From the elbow, I mean, I see him in Lex every before every practice working on it, and I think it just comes with a good basketball IQ and just having good touch. He does have great touch, and he's like a bigger guard that he can post up and then just go right over the top, and it's hard to guard. Yeah, I know. Burns gets on me a lot because I try to guard him a different way than we're supposed to be guarding. I like to deny him a little bit at practice because me and Max, I think we guard each other every time at practice. And I've been learning how to guard him a little bit more. And then Burns, somehow he pulled out a sky hook on me when I thought I was going to guard him well. And all I've seen Burns is just like the, you know, the reds coming out of his ears. Yeah, the reds, the reds just fuming. You can see the steam coming out of his ears. Yeah, Brian Dable is not too happy at me when he hit the sky hook. Okay. Melinda asks, what are your thoughts about playing St. Mary's in Idaho Falls? I think it's probably – Cooler for you, Deggy, because you grew up in the Gonzaga background and watching St. Mary's come to Gonzaga with the Deladova team. Was it Patty Mills? Patty Mills. Yeah, I mean, all those guys. A lot of good names that came through St. Mary's. And you kind of got to see them come into your backyard a little bit. And then, I mean, just I actually had some family friends when I was younger that were St. Mary's fans, so we got a good taste of them. But them always being good and them always playing late night ESPN, you kind of have a good taste of watching them. And I can't wait for that. It's a bunch of dudes that are like us, like that, like like that really look like play like us. Yeah, uh, I just remember Delvadova always killing the hopes and dreams of Gonzaga each year. Just would hit some clutch shot or something like that, and just always beating Gonzaga. Um, but it'll be fun. I think like just having a team of that caliber, being a five seed last year, you know, being a top six seed the year before. Um, they have a history of winning, and to get a program like that to come to our state, I know it is across the state, but neutral floor in Idaho Falls, I think it'll be a great opportunity for us to play against one of the best teams in the country. And uh, shout out to Bob Barry because he is a St. Mary's alum, but he is a Boise State donor now. Yeah, so Bob Barry, he texts me. I hope he's in here, but he does text me quite often. Great text, by the way. Bob, keep that, keep those coming. But, yeah, we're going to talk about how in Dallas last year, Bob Barry took off his Boise State stuff and put on his St. Mary's Gale stuff against U of H. We got to get on him about that. 
Bob Barry is a great BNN supporter too. Uh, yeah, I, I just remember seeing Bob in his Boise State blue jacket, and then he would unzip it, and then he's wearing a St. Mary's shirt for the game after. But that was like the perfect situation for Bob. Coors Light just going nuts, and I'm like, that's my guy. That is my guy. Yeah, like that that situation for him last year was was great. I think this year's even better than you get to have both of his teams play against each other and neutral he's state been honest game. about getting him a, a shirt because. If we don't give him a nice Boise State shirt, I am nervous he might pull up in the St. Mary's deal. I think he just needs to, like, we need to get him a shirt with, like, Boise State logo here in blue and then white and then the St. Mary's logo over here. Just go right down the middle. Do, like, a, hilarious. Do like, like a – Mama Kelsey jersey. That's what I was going to say, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you, have you been listening to their podcast at all? I think New Heights is one of the greatest podcasts ever, even though I am not a Swifty, sadly. I'm but, not either. Yeah, I don't, I don't support that relationship at all. Yep, I, I said it. I don't have any feelings about it. Um, I mean, it's just you get sick and tired of it. Like, I'm trying to watch Joe Buck announce a great game, as in one of the worst games I ever watched last night, and it, all they talk about is Taylor Swift, and she's not even there. Like, she was there Sunday night, wasn't there Monday night? Just gets repetitive and old. And, and yeah. I agree. It's just a lot, and obviously good for Travis. I mean, that's a that's a power couple if I've ever seen one. And I mean, did um, you listen to um, McAfee's show this morning? What Roger said about him? Some he has some good jokes about it. I, I think I did read some of that, but I don't think I listened to the whole thing. It, oh, it was hilarious. Yeah, it is all marketing with Amazon. Yeah, it, I, I agree, agree, Sam. That's a great. That's a great. That's a great. It's all Amazon. Would well, you see money. how many followers he got after seeing her at the game? It was like up four hundred thousand. And then, yeah, and, all and then jerseys, an album cover, jersey yeah, sales, and all that kind of stuff. And do you, do you see Mama Kelsey with Jake with State Farm? Dude, it's all marketing. It's all marketing. Think Mama Kelsey wants to sit with Jake from State Farm? No. So we got Jake from State Farm. We had a um, coach that looked like him today. Max <laughs> teams wore Max teams wore khakis. <laughs> I hope teams is in here. I I don't know if he. I don't know if Teams is an avid watcher of the show. Um, yeah, I don't know. But I think the one thing that I like about New Heights is they get great guests on. Like you saw Charles Barkley was on there. And just to hear stories from like some great, you know, former football players, current football players, just the stories that they're able to tell uh, is just incredible. And um, just to hear the insight about how the NFL works and, you know, all the different nuances that they go through each week. I think it's pretty incredible to hear all of that. Yeah, I think that's top three podcasts behind um, J.J. Reddick's podcast. I think J.J. Reddick has the best podcast in the game. Do you listen to the Cam Johnson one or she clips of it? Yeah, it's, I'm talking about yeah shooting like, and all like the mechanics. shooting and all the mechanics and, like, turning. And I just thought that was like, – I never really thought of it like that. Like, obviously, when you turn – if you're a right-handed shooter, turning your right shoulder, it's way easier because you don't have to – your left foot in front of your right for good balance. But the other way you're turning, you know, you have to turn yeah. more and um, yeah, they break it down pretty well and they do. That, that is also another great podcast. I'm trying to think of some other ones, but those are sports wise. What are my thoughts on Zach Wilson? Ooh. Yeah. I have the same thought as Zach Wilson as Rodney Harrison. I'll tell you that if anyone knows what Rodney Harrison said about Zach Wilson, those are my thoughts. I think he, he bought played- out though. He played better than Patrick Mahomes on Sunday night. That's the, like I read a stat. It was like the first time in college or professional that someone's done that. Like 
more completions, more touchdowns, less interceptions, and more yards. I mean, the reason why I don't like Zach Wilson, because I don't support BYU. Like, just after going to the Baylor-BYU volleyball game, I just, like, I support the women's basketball team, but that's it. That is it. Just because of Jace. But, sorry, the Boise State-BYU rivalry needs to come back on basketball. I agree. I remember watching when I committed um, – E-man's three-pointer to win? Well, E-man's three-pointer, and then the year before that, I went to um, – Overtime with one of the Haas brothers, um, who felt like he was in college for six years. Um, but it's always such a good rivalry because we're just down the road from each other. I mean, we're five hours apart through car, and um, they're in the Big 12 now, so obviously, they're you know, the recruiting budget's going to go up and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I think that'd be a perfect like, like everyone wants to come watch that. It's like, I think the BYU. Rivalry. I think we need to play Utah too. I think that little border state thing. I think that'd be that sells tickets and that brings in money for the program. JD, hope Jeremiah is watching this. Uh, BJ said Tuss turned down a request to join the show because he doesn't want your smoke. How do you feel about that? It's because Jay Tuss cries on Twitter too much, and I come back with the best gifs, the best responses, <laughs> and I put I make him speechless. And Jay Tuss knows that, and me and him have a good relationship. It's all for fun and games. I know it's all, but we do don't like each other's sports teams. Okay. We want to get kind of a topic. You mentioned Baylor. Talk a little about your uh, family and your sports upbringing that way. Yeah, so I got to introduce sports out the womb, and I fell in love with baseball. Sadly, went over to basketball. Actually, not sadly. I got hurt in baseball. That'll be my excuse. My mom wanted me to play baseball. And I went basketball because my dad was a McDowell American. He went to Illinois, and he was a really good player, and I kind of wanted to be like him. And so I picked up basketball, and then my sister plays volleyball at Baylor. She was actually on ESPN on Sunday. They played Iowa State, beat them. I went to a couple games this year. And then my brother's a Division One recruit, has a couple offers. And so we are a family of athletes, and my mom played Juco. There you go. In there. I got to give a shout-out to my mom. She had Shout out to Sarah. I don't she know how she deals with you. I do because I'm fun, right? You are fun, but you push the line a little bit. I mean, that's how you. I don't know. I've been doing that my whole life, man. Yeah, I don't know. I know. I need to take a step back a little bit. You've gotten better. Oh yeah, freshman year. Freshman year, you were something. Menace. Uh, if you guys have more questions, feel free to keep commenting to them. Uh, we love the love the questions. Um, Keen, did you know that Zach Wilson was a Boise State decommit? Yes, I did know that because I saw a picture on Barstool Boise State of him in a Boise State official visit. There did was you, someone else. Oh, I'm trying to think. I know who you're talking about. But you know I just, what I'm talking about? Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. Oh, yeah. Then he had to come on a visit. He came on a visit here, yes. Yeah. I mean, I support my Boise State football. So. You, you think you're going to win this weekend, right? Yeah, they should. I don't know if I like the dual quarterback. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I trust the coaches, but, I mean, they're making Taylor feel like he's Justin Fields and he, let him let him space out, let him run. Uh, did you – BJ asked, did you buy a mic for this interview? Um, BJ, my roommate, is a very entrepreneurial-minded person and loves his own. 
and I think he has his little mini podcast going. And this is Sam Winters. Shout out End of Bench Podcast. Shout out Sam Winter. He's upstairs probably in bed right now watching on his laptop. He did have a comment in here. So he probably yeah. is watching. It might be past his bedtime though. He goes to bed relatively early, is what I've what I've known. He's, He's an old soul. A- he goes to bed early. We're not. Yeah. Uh-uh. Uh uh. We're, we're, I'm getting better at that. No, I'm getting better too, but it's just it's hard. I remember freshman year, it was yeah, there were some late nights. That's the way it goes. Uh, Matthew asked, do you trust Avalos? Like just the, what, what he's doing with the team and stuff, but, um, do you trust him? Yeah, I do trust him. I mean, he came and talked to our guys and he had a good game plan and a good mind on what he wants with his team. And we all have the same values, but I mean, I don't think it's Avalos's fault. I don't, I think just watching those games, I know it, I don't know if it's his calls going forward on fourth down. But it's like, that's not on him that the field goal got blocked. It's not on him. That's on his. That's on some of the O line. So that's all I'm saying. Because that, I mean, if you look at the grand scheme of things in that game, that's a ten point swing. Because if we kick the field goal, we go up six. Instead, we are down four, and we just kind of behind the eight ball now. In that game, that's what I remember about it. And just and almost almost is a really good kicker. Like almost ninety percent accuracy. It wasn't like. You know, one of those where it's a super far field goal. Like, if it doesn't get blocked, Jonah's going to make that one. Yeah, the fans got to realize, I understand that they like to talk about new stuff, but conference play hasn't even started yet. Like, what if this dual quarterback thing works and all of a sudden we go win the Mountain West and we're in the Hawaii Bowl and then BJ's sipping pina coladas on the beach? Like, life's good. Like, that's why I see this this program going right now. I, th- I think they can turn it around. Like, obviously, they beat San Diego State two weeks ago to start one and own conference play. And, um, you know, they haven't even, I know they haven't reached their full potential and I know their potential is very, very high with how many good players they have on their team. And, you know, especially seeing Ashton Genty just, he has what, 10 plus touchdowns on the year. He had four last week. Like he's just an incredible running back. And, um, you know, I think we have a lot of pieces that can go together. It's just, they just haven't clicked yet. And once you see it click, like I think last year when, uh, it was the second half of the San Diego State game. Um, you know, it the offense clicked. And I think we just need to see that one moment where everything clicks and then everything will be will figure itself out. Yeah, I think it's fine. I think it's an overreaction. I mean, if you watch the UCF Baylor game, I know USC ended up losing, but still like those are good football programs. Yeah, UCF's a good football team. Like, UW is a top, top the second five. best quarterback in college football right now. And it's like, come on now. Like Give Atlas a little break. I know we lost against Memphis, but Memphis is not that bad either. Yeah. Uh, keep rolling in those questions. Um, RJ, I do want to ask you one question. Uh, it's the question I ask every every one of my guests. It kind of gets you to people to know you a little bit better on a more personal level. But um, who is someone in your life that's made the biggest impact on you besides your close friend or your family and close friends? Jeez, that is so tough. Dude, I don't know because I like to keep my circle small and all my circle is mainly my close friends and family. Jeez, this is a tough question. I don't know really, to be honest. Like, I mean, I guess the game of basketball or like 
there's not really a person outside of my close knit family and friends that have made a huge impact on, on me. You have to go to friends and family. That's fine. Just someone who's made a big impact on you. It's definitely my mom and dad. Like just like I played every sport growing up. Like our family loves to compete in everything. It doesn't matter what it is like mini golf. Like it's just like we love to compete and it kind of put an edge on me and like how I'm wired, how I am, everything. I like to compete if that's with just the smallest thing. And I think it's my mom and dad and my, yeah, my mom is just the heart and soul of the family. Can you guys get a pickleball court in the backyard now? Oh yeah. We have a pickleball court in the backyard and how he sucks at pickleball. Like he is like, I mean, he says he's good. He will never beat me. I'm the champ. And my mom tries to play me. Doesn't beat me. My dad just, my dad's getting old. He ain't he ain't coming out there no more. And then, yeah, Sophia can't play pickleball. Like, come on now. Like, it's I'm the champ at everything. We that's a good answer. I I do think your parents are very competitive and enjoy winning and just always want the best for you. And just being around them the last three years has just really shown that you know how close you guys are and just kind of the upbringing you've had. So I, I like you that got answer. Close with them. They, they treat you like a second son. Like they know, like they love everything. Like it's awesome. Like they were the best I could ever ask for. You're the Howie second son. Yeah. Howie, you're like the, Howie's like with Kevin. Like Kevin's above Howie. Kevin's my yeah. dog. Weemerainer. Weemerunner. This is no, one of the best episodes we've had, guys. I got to say. It's just people chill vibes. People are loving it, man. They're loving the, uh, by the way, what player you can both answer is talks the most trash in the Mountain West. The funny, the funny thing is, is like no guys talk trash to me. I don't. I don't. Well, talk you know why trash. that? You know why BJ? They don't talk trash to him. I can think of a. I can think of one fairly, fairly good reason. Tyson wants to fr- be friends with them just in case they want to enter the portal later. <laughs> I'm just. A, I like talking with guys like. It's not one of those things I don't like talking trash. It's like when you're at the free throw line and you're shooting two, the first one I like that have a little conversation. Like there's nothing wrong with that. You saying he's too nice, yeah. RJ, to the opposing team? Well, I mean, you know Tyson BJ. Like he's he's one of the most nice guys I've ever met. And it's like you think Tyson wants to start a fight in the court? Heck no. It's like <laughs> he, I remember we're in a hard fat battle of games like Wyoming, and all of a sudden I turned my head. Rose like hugging EK. I'm like, all right, bring him in next year then. <laughs> like, work your magic, Deggy. RJ well, seems like a guy that uh, I remember some games where the referees have to turn down to the end of the bench when there was some stuff going on. Tyson, was was RJ, uh, when, you, when you weren't playing, were you saying some stuff? RJ probably has definitely said some things, but he also tries to like befriend the refs. I know like you and Burke and Sam were all trying to be friends with Eric Curry. That yeah, correct? I remember we Bill became Clinton? friends with Jay Higgins. John Higgins. Yeah. John Higgins. Yeah, John. Shout out John Legend. He retired. I saw that. He's Legend. doing yeah, he's now the coordinator of officials. Yeah, I remember and there was one referee in the old miss game. I remember went up to Leon and said Oh yes, yes. I remember that. Don't get yourself yeah, so in trouble here before you can tell the story, but yeah, he went up to Leon and said, Leon, you have a jack um something I can't say on live, um at the end of the bench. And Leon looks he goes, It's keen. I'm like <laughs> I told the ref to worry about his game. Don't worry about me. And we ended up winning, so it's on him. Wow. 
RJ, what, uh, what's your favorite Tyson Degenhardt story here, man? Oh, my favorite Tyson Degenhardt story? Oh, I have BJ. I, I live with the man. I became really good friends with him. There is a lot of great stories about Tyson that I have. I I think one of the coolest stories, non-bass related, is me and his road trip to the Charles Schwab. Okay. Tyson, that was fun. Like me and him, like he got to experience the Texas everything. And I remember we were going like 100 and we were getting passed the whole time. <laughs> like, and we ended up, that's where like, yeah, I mean, we have bonded. So, I mean. Tyson has to, like my favorite Tyson Deckard moment basketball wise New Mexico. Even though we lost, like it just showed how like get that ball get that get the ball in that man's hands at the end of the game. Like, come on now. Like there's a That's, lot of things I can say, but those are some uh, those are some two stories. I mean, and that was an amazing game. Is that still the career high, I believe, Tyson? And and yeah. yet and yet you had wasn't there a I forget when it, when the sequence was, but there was not to point to the negatives, but you guys really could have won that game. I think you had a spin move in the lane or something or a shot you usually hit that, that didn't go in and you guys would have won the game. Um, there was, it was the, we were down one and we got the ball. We ran one of our late, late game plays and um, I drove it and I, I was just so like dialed it on the hoop that I didn't really see the court and I should have kicked it to shave in the corner who was wide open. If you look That's back, right. you know, the exact play I, I airballed the little floater um, but you had the three right when uh, you hit the three right when uh, uh, Naj kicked it out on the inbounds. Yeah, uh, went from 12, 12 through it to Naj, and then Alec and House went with Shave, left me there. Naj just threw it out, and I was uh, that was at the end of regulation, or I guess the second then, or something. That was in the end of regulation, and then I missed a one and one in overtime, and um. We we just messed up on that inbounds play, and it, it still hurts to this day to like think about that because. You know, if, if that playing right home would have been a lot better had we won in the pit. So, so what happened with the uh, New Mexico baseball team? Uh, it was RJ. I don't even want to like comment on it, just, it, but it was just a bunch it, of you no know, baseball players. BJ, they're just a bunch of hotheads, and they just wanted to cause trouble. Like, I mean, what else? They have nothing better to do besides cause trouble. <laughs> and I'm not gonna chime in on what they said and everything, but yeah, they did end up blocking us and hip checking Leon and everything. So yeah, there's just a bunch of hotheads. And they, they don't win games this year. I looked up their record. They're not good. The New Mexico <laughs> baseball's not good. Besides the the isotopes. My buddy plays on the isotopes. Shout out Drew. Shout out to them. They have a nice stadium. I went before one of the uh BSU football games down there. I went and I went and uh watched the base uh, minor league game down there. The stadium's actually pretty nice. And I have a Tyson Degenhardt story actually. Oh God. Um, By the way, we're going to not put some of these comments up there, but I think a lot of uh, RJ's friends are infiltrating the chat these here. Are, with these are definitely RJ's friends. I know yeah. a couple of them for some, sure. Some, uh, some like inside jokes and stuff that we're just going to let go. But uh, one, I'm, one I am glad you uh, helped helped here with the viewership tonight, RJ. Um, I do want to comment on the baseball thing before. Um, it was just like to me, it was such a weird thing because the there's only one way down the court in the pit. It's just that corner. Both teams go up that way for. Um, you know, uh, locker rooms are both up there. And then we were trying to go out. And I think there's like, there must be stairs to come from the upper concourse to get down there. So you can walk on the floor. Yep. And there was really bad planning in my opinion, by the New Mexico staff, because they should have let us go out of the locker room, both, both of us, both New Mexico and us, and then have the baseball team filter in behind. But when we were trying to go out, the New Mexico team was like in our way because that's like where the stairs were. That's a really tight. That's a really tight hallway there too. It's 
you know, it's no wider than, I don't know. It's probably a door and a half. Like that's how wide it's not very wide. Like, you know, you can only go probably two people, you know, side by side. And so that's what I'll say about it. Yeah. And then I remember, uh, I know it was just random, but it was kind of funny when the, uh, when, when New Mexico came back to play you guys, they had put the football team like right by their bench. But, uh, I know that was, I got in trouble for trying to make a big deal about that. I'm sorry to Cody and everybody out there watching. Cause that was just, they had to leave early. Well, we made for- barstool. Like Leon was like the head thing on barstool. Oh, that was, like, a, yeah, that was something. Was that, is that game though? Forget about that. We don't need to get into that stuff, but that was that I've been covering the team 11 years. That was as loud as of building as I can remember. Uh, I mean, it, you guys almost won that game, but that, that seemed like just a unbelievable atmosphere. That place was so loud when you guys were on defense and stuff and, uh, or when they were on defense and you guys had the ball. I mean, I just remember that. Was that, is that up there for you guys in terms of environments and stuff? That's top three for me. Um, just number one for sure was extra mile, both when we won the conference outright against Nevada freshman year and then beating San Diego State sophomore year. Yeah. Um, but just to how see how quiet it got when the shot was made and stuff and how loud it was when they got their run going was just incredible. It was just, you know, one of those things that you know about the pit because it's such a legendary arena and just to feel it like when New Mexico was really on a good roll and in uh, that game was just it's definitely one of the best basketball experiences I've ever had. And it came out today. I assume you guys saw about your game against San Diego State this year. Uh, the home game is going to be on uh, national CBS on, on Saturday afternoon. You guys are going to get some probably a sellout crowd at Extra Mile Arena against the team that was in the national championship last year. And I'm sure with the way uh, Max Rice went off last year, they're, they're going to be uh, looking for a little little revenge probably coming back into Extra Mile Arena. That, and that's going to be on national CBS. That's going to be a pretty cool experience for you guys. Absolutely. Uh, to get a chance, I don't think we've been on actual CBS before in the two years I've been here. But March Madness, uh, we did. Oh, besides that, but um, just an experience to be on national television is incredible, especially to be on a, as big of a channel as CBS. So very excited, uh, hoping to see a lot of fans, especially at 11 a.m. Uh, RJ uh, Sandy Keen, your grandma says hi. <laughs> What's up, grandma? How are we doing? That's the OG right there. She's the GOAT, BJ. She's the one who started this whole fam. Anything else on Tyson before we end this? Yeah, you have a story a, to tell. Oh, sorry. Right. I cut you off. So I got to live with Tyson my freshman year, and he was trying to put on some LBs. So, and we had these long practices. After every practice, bro would fall asleep on the couch. <laughs> listening watching tiktok and when i mean i would hear the same audio for probably three hours straight i'm like it was bj it was the most annoying thing there would be a foot long of jersey mics on the floor a gallon of chocolate milk and then a tiktok going off for three hours and dude would snore like a horse like and there would be like one loose contact on the ground it would be there would be all it'd be all chaotic and then you know daggy would save the jersey mic for later and when i mean that dude can eat that dude can eat. Any response, Tyson? The gallon of chocolate milk is not necessarily true. I don't. Oh, it is hundred percent true. Th- I watched not, you, not, BJ. No. I watched him. I watched you drink a gallon of chocolate milk in no. one sitting. No, that is not true. <laughs> that is true. That's, no, it's a half. That's, that's still insane. No, like, you can't drink it. Like, I don't. I don't think it's like humanly possible dude, to drink a gallon of milk. You. you shouldn't drink a gallon of chocolate milk. Like I didn't. A half a gallon is still absurd. Like, anyways, you, like 
the TikTok thing is true. Like I have a, I have a video on my phone of someone filming me. Like I fell asleep on the couch with a TikTok going. That's true. Um, the Jersey Mike's is probably true. And the contact stuff, I may have a contact uh, that has fallen out. Uh, Sam, don't lie. It was not a gallon. It was a half. I can promise you that. It's like not possible to drink a full gallon of milk. Like we needed a Febreze. Because you know when you drink a gallon of milk, it don't go down easy. It does <laughs> Like just, it's not normal, Deggy. And that's when you had to he had to get ready to gear up for center. But now he's all slim pickings and slimmed up, and he's our power forward again. You, what do you think about his uh, RJ? What do you think about his game? Is there are we gonna, what are we going to see from him this year? There's a lot of talk about the the slim down Tyson Degenhart and maybe that helping the outside game if he's playing on the perimeter a little more. Uh, what, what should we expect? How's Tyson looking? Oh yeah, we've been seeing the tweets. Deggy is slimmed down. And he is now a little more bouncy. He can shoot the ball a lot better than he did last year. And Tyson's <laughs> going to win Mountain West Player of the Year. He's going to have another breakout year, and he's going to show everyone he should be on draft boards. Appreciate that. Tyson Degenhardt thoughts. <laughs> Matthew says this right. is going to have a bad year. <laughs> What's getting personal? Preseason Player of the Year. What, what do you think? Tyson's maybe going down to uh, – Media days next week with with uh, twelve and and uh, Coach Rice and and uh, we'll find out then. But uh, might be the preseason player of the year in the Mountain West here. Yeah, if he's not, then don't listen to the media this year, BJ, because he should be. What's the over under? Someone's asking on charges taken this year for Tyson. What, what should the what would the over under be for a thirty one game season? Add in the conference tournament. Uh, hopefully, a couple NCAA tournament games. What, what, which will be the the, the over under on charges? They changed the rule about charges. Yeah, so they changed the rule. So it's gonna be harder to take him. Vegas has the line low this year on that. Like, I'm sorry, I'm setting that at eight and a half. Eight and a half for a full season. Tyson, your first thought on that? It's just like there's a rule change about positioning or something like that, and I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, But it's not as easy to take a charge now than it did. It was the past two years. I'll just put it that way. What's the rule? What's what's different? For let fans know. It's something to do with like um, being, you know, having good position or something like that. I I couldn't tell you the rule word for word, but um, I've tried to take a couple of charges in practice and they've been called blocks. So um, I don't know. We'll figure it's it the out. Orlando Robinson rule. They watched that game, BJ, oh. from two years ago, and they're like, we have to change this rule. Where he took like he got like five charges. Oh my gosh! And they were like, I mean, they were they were good charges. Like they that won us the game. But it's like they watched that game. And they're like, we got to change this rule because this Tyson taking her kids a cheat code. <laughs> Didn't he foul out? Like four of his five fouls were offensive or something. Yeah, he's yeah. out on the other bench. I mean, he's in the NBA now, so it's like good for him. But Tyson Degenhardt does live rent free in Orlando Robinson's head. <laughs> Jordan says, uh, "How bad does Tyson want that first round game that's in Spokane this year?" Man, that would be. Uh, a very Spokane. The Spokane host in the first and second round, so um, it would be super surreal. Uh, I know we have a game right before Christmas uh, against Washington State in the Spokane Arena, and it'd be an amazing experience to come back a second time, especially for the NCAA tournament, and just to have so many friends and family be able to go to that game since it is so close in Spokane, and um, it'd be a dream come true. To win yeah, games, spring too. break too. So you know, BJ, you remember his his like posse at that one game two years ago? Yes, he had that whole section. Imagine a tournament game. 
It'd be the whole front. Like, it'd be insane. This dude, play, make, this dude had played like five games in college and he turns around and he's like pumping up the whole crowd during the starting lineup and stuff. It was, I mean, how could you not? He had maybe two, 2,000 people there with Tyson Degenhardt shirts. Like, of course. You're about to break the NIL Spokane record if, if we have a first round game there. <laughs> Jordan's hoping for uh, Salt Lake City so he can be there on the way back from the Mountain West tournament in Vegas. It's not a bad spot either. It's still definitely close uh, for my family. Hop on a little Delta flight, Spokane to Salt Lake. Yeah, Delta Fly would be cheap there. You know, I think all of our parents would love that. Any final, any final close to Boise. We're all good. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, RJ, any final thoughts before we uh, let you go and end this thing here? Man? What, what do you think of uh, Tyson as a, as a show host here? Any final parting shots at him or Jay Tust or anybody else? I, I, I texted Jay and offered him the chance to come on and defend himself. He said he was putting his kids to bed. And he uh, declined the uh, the invite uh, to to one of the late night news segment tonight. Then um, I think he's off on Tuesday nights, but he's putting his kids to bed tonight, and he he, he said he was a little busy. But uh, I, he he did find out about the shot you took at him at the beginning of the show, so he's going to have one coming back at some point. Uh, he's probably going to be my swing on, yeah, whatever. Jay Tuss, you're the least of my worries right now. Um, the thing about Tyson is, um, BJ. He didn't let me know about this. I got known about this through a third party. Like I have to go through his agent. Like it's, I'm like I'm your one of your best friends. Like you should be like you know like he told me to go. He's like yeah, talk to Nate Lowry about that. I'm like dude, it's your show. Like I'm your friend. Like you can just tell me about it. He's like nope, go to Nate Lowry about it. I'm like all right, all right. I see how it is. I see how it is. Nate's the one that has to approve of you coming on the show. So you can't just say hey RJ, you want to do my show. I, I had to go through Nate first to make sure it was good. Tyson is technically a media member when it comes yeah. to this show. He has to have to uh, officially request the interviews. Like, things, yes. I had to talk to Nate to talk to the soccer and volleyball SID to get Paige and Carly on the show. Jeez. So it's it's not like easy to just say, hey, I can't just say, hey, do you want to come on the show? It's just not that easy. I see you every day. You just be like, you can't just hint behind the scenes like hey RJ, you know, I'm doing this, you know, Nate's I, 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 I wait for confirmation. No, BJ. He said, Yep, your link, Nate Lowry. Everything Nate Lowry. I sent like, you the link. We, we did it official. We we uh we, we were going through the proper channels here. So we're, we're not, not trying to get that. in trouble. It is official. We're not trying to get in trouble. Exactly. We need the show to continue to go on. I know. If we go through think. Nate, we're going to keep it going on because we're doing everything the right way. We were just trying I to get through, we were just trying to get through this show without having any issues based on last time RJ Keen was on a, a BNN show at the tournament. So, and DJ, <laughs> who gave you a lot of views and a lot of press? You did. I was. I, I thought it was great. I was very. I was. I. I really enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed Thank it. You. It and then, um, are y'all doing the show during the season? Because I think that would have a lot of great views going. We're gonna go. Uh, we might have one. I think we're gonna have one more in October in a couple weeks here, and then it's gonna go to once a month. Uh, yeah, November, December, January, February, March. It'll be back to once a month. Yeah, I think those shows would be pretty big hits because everyone wants to be tuned in. Because right now they're kind of football minded, and I think that's slowly changing. Sadly, well, we know. yeah, we'll just move on from there. Uh, yeah, they're there. They got the game Saturday. You guys are playing before them at three thirty. So hopefully, folks will come out. And what is it? Tyson volleyball is actually at noon, I believe. Volleyball's so at noon. We're at three thirty. Make it a whole day on uh, Saturday, hanging out, and uh, you guys will be scrimmaging on on Saturday three thirty. Usually, this scrimmage is inside uh, Bronco Gym. Uh, they're moving it into Extra Mile this year. I know in part because of that volleyball game, but in part because uh, 
the interest level now. I think you guys can get some more fans in there. So uh, it'll be pretty cool to have you guys uh, doing the scrimmage uh, an extra mile on Saturday. Uh, RJ, any reason why fans should come check you out? I think fans should check everyone out because I saw they saw good glimpses in Can- um, Canada. And I think we have a very fun team this year. I think this team blends so well together. And we like to have fun. And I think on Saturday, this upcoming Saturday, we're going to show you a good time and give you a little preview. Who do we play? Vanguard. Yep. Mark your calendar. Vanguard. Uh, what is that? November 7th. Yep. And then you go yeah, right into the fire with uh, San Francisco and then Clemson. And, and it's going to be a lot of fun, man. Looking forward yeah, to it. It's going to be some fun this year. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be well, a great we- year. RJ, we appreciate you coming on. We're, we're way past a normal episode here, but uh, we're getting amazing views and uh, thoughts on the YouTube here, and so we uh, we kept it going a little longer. But uh, appreciate you for joining us, RJ, and uh, I'm sure we'll be talking to you soon, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, Tyson and BJ. It's fun. Thanks, Keen. Thanks for coming on. Yep. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. There he is, RJ Keen. Uh, good stuff there, Tyson. Yeah, it's always fun talking to him. I mean – it's funny. We could we could talk for hours just about sports, about life, about anything yeah. that's really going on. So, well, we're getting a lot of great comments. I mean, we went ninety minutes on the show. We were not intending to, but uh, uh, we had great guests with uh, Carly and Paige, and then uh, almost an hour. We could have gone the whole time with your man uh, RJ RJ Keen. So, um, you know, he's uh, he's we we knew he'd be good, and he was bringing some of the uh, the shots there, but. Uh, I don't think he got anybody in too much trouble with anything he said. No, he's all good. Yeah, it's all friendly and, and all Graham, good. I wasn't expecting a Graham E.K. Re- re- reference, though, and, and some of the uh, names he was dropping. But I think that was um, after the Wyoming game in Laramie this past year. I went up to him and asked, asked him, like, how's the foot go- How's the foot? You know, healing up? Are you going to be able to come, come back this year? And um, just kind of just see how he was because I know that – he didn't intend to get hurt in the preseason, and sometimes those foot injuries can uh, just keep stacking up on top of each other and all that kind of stuff. So I uh, just want to make sure he was all good, and I'm excited to see what he can do at Gonzaga this year. Holly Cook says, uh, everybody make sure to tell ICCU the Tyson Degenhardt show is legit. Uh, a lot of people, other in, uh, other other folks enjoying the show as well. So, uh, yeah, great show, man. It was all, that was, We could, uh, you know. We, we could make Keen a regular guest, I think, at some point. People are really enjoying that. He always has some great sports knowledge. Like, if there's some big sports thing going on, you know, he always has knowledge about it. So, uh, we're coming up on hockey season, too. That's that's exciting for me. There you especially, go. Especially since the Mariners did not make the playoffs. So, now I have the Seahawks and the Kraken to root for. We just had to get some of his friends out of the chat there. They were uh, – I, I know, things I know one of them for sure. I don't know who the other one is. I have to figure that out. Okay. Well, uh, we'll wrap it up, man. 90 minutes. Uh, we went a little long, but it was good. And uh, give give our uh, title sponsor here, ICCU, a little love. I uh, just want to say a huge thank you to Idaho Central Credit Union for allowing this show to happen. Uh, it's been an amazing eight episodes so far and just enjoying to get, talking to different people within the university, whether it's my coaches, uh, Jeremiah Dickey, the athletic director, or some other teammates or uh, play athletes from other teams. And uh, it's just been a great experience. I've really enjoyed, you know, being a media member. And then uh, on the banking side, it's been awesome to look on the app, see how, see how much money's, you know, in my account and just make sure everything's uh, looking good. So hey, uh, man, with all the deals you got, I'm sure it is nice looking in that bank account, man. Uh, seeing how much money you got in there. Oh, I like I like having the uh, high yield savings account. That's always nice to see. <laughs> you know, each month with the 4%. 4% is not bad for a savings account. I'll take there that. There you go. 
And I uh, I went over and saw our friend Dave at Lean Feast today as well. I uh, got a couple meals and uh, always always enjoy going to see Dave. And I know you got uh, your girlfriend involved with them now also. Absolutely, yeah. Brooks a Lean Feast athlete. I am as well, and I'll be heading out there on Thursday to get my meals for the week. And just can't thank Dave and Lean Feast enough for what they do for the basketball team and myself. Just allowing uh, us to have meals each each week and just make them so quick and easy and healthy and. Uh, just makes all the difference in the world, especially when you're traveling around so much to have a quick, easy two minute meal that's ready to go and um, really helps my performance and everything like that. Well, we appreciate Dave, appreciate everybody at ICCU, uh, Clark and Shelby and everybody. Uh, everybody's saying, oh, Patty chiming in. Great show, Tyson. Thanks, Grandma. Uh, both grandmas watching tonight. We appreciate that. Uh, great show. Can't wait to be back at the X. Uh, a lot of great comments. So we'll wrap it up, Tyson, man. Nice work. Appreciate it. Uh, I think we were talking about maybe trying to get one more uh, at the end of October. We might get uh, a women's basketball player on or two and give them a little love. Uh, and then uh, once we do hit November and the season starts, we talked about, I think, maybe the Tuesday after the San Francisco game. Get a couple games under your belt before you leave town for Clemson. Uh, and then uh, maybe kind of go once a month, you know, once we hit November there. So I think there is one, maybe two weeks if we can squeeze it in or one more in October uh, with women's basketball and then maybe another one of your teammates as well to, to kind of as we get close to the season here. Uh, but, uh, been a lot of fun. Appreciate ICCU. Appreciate you, Tyson. Thanks a lot. Great job. And yeah, you ran that with, uh, both the guests and RJ for about an hour straight. I think you set a record there with uh, me not appearing on the show, but you did a, uh, fine job and, and, uh, you, you are, uh, getting much better as all the episodes go here. And it's going to be fun to keep this thing going through the season, man. Thank you. Appreciate that. It's, it's getting easier, but you know, it's still never going to be hundred percent until you get really, really comfortable with it. Well, we appreciate everybody for checking us out. Thank you for all the comments. Thank you for all the uh, questions you brought tonight. Go uh, bank with ICCU. Make sure you subscribe to BNN on YouTube as well. It's free and easy. You can turn on the notifications so you know when we go live uh, with future broadcasts moving forward. So uh, thanks. Great episode. Appreciate everybody for checking it out. Uh, it will be uh, Jordan K. and I tomorrow at 9 a.m. Uh, talking Boise State. And then on Thursday, maybe we, sh we should have maybe planned this to get uh, Tyson and RJ out there. But on Thursday, uh, Tommy Alquist and Mike Prater and I will be doing our show live at Top Golf uh, at 9 a.m. on Thursday, uh, practicing, taking some swings, showing the uh, games on the simulator and stuff there. That'll be on Thursday. So uh, hope you guys can check us out Saturday. Uh, we'll be at Taco Bell there with the Nicolason family uh, doing the pregame show on Saturday for the football game. We're going to do a little morning 9 a.m. one so we can make sure we're at the scrimmage. So a lot of live broadcasts coming up for BNN. You can follow us on social media and find out more about those. But again, make sure Saturday at 3.30 you come to Extra Mile Arena and watch the Tyson and, and the guys uh, scrimmage your first chance uh, in person, unless you were in Canada, to see the um, – the new 2023 version, 2024 version of the Broncos. So we'll see you at 3 30 uh, at uh, Extra Mile Arena. And uh, we'll be talking to you real soon. This will do it. Episode eight Idaho Central Credit Union presents the Tyson Degenhart Show for Tyson. I'm BJ. We'll talk to you later. Bronco Nation News Live, Bronco Nation News.com. <laughs>